Welcome to The Connection, a podcast to connect you to the parish of Yate. My name's Howell. And I'm Justin. We are your hosts sharing with you a series of spiritual tools to enable everyday Christian living in the parish of Yate. So on this episode, we begin our series on what is the Bible and we ask, what is the Old Testament? We also look at the importance of context and culture. We look through some of the history of the Old Testament. And we try desperately not to mention Brexit. No! So like we said, on this episode of The Connection, we're going to start exploring a new series about what is the Bible and start really exploring that. And ultimately, our plan is to reach out to new Christians, Christians that are discovering the Bible and discovering Christianity for the first time. But I think it also plays into the fact that it also will be a way of rediscovering the Bible and picking it up with confidence that you know what you've got in your hand. Uh, and so Howell and I are going to be going through that process, uh, and this is part one of the series. Uh, and of course, the crucial question is, what is the Bible? Well, I'm going to start it off yeah. by saying, what is the Quran? Which is a bit weird. Yeah, what, what a way to start <laughs> off. What is the Bible? What is the Quran? Well, really, what the Quran is, from an Islamic point of view, is the literal words spoken by God. So what Muslims believe yep. is that the angel of Gabriel came down and dictated to Muhammad the words of God, yeah. which he then relayed to somebody else who then wrote them down. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So okay. the idea there is it, it literally is Muhammad is almost like a secretary. Yeah. He's not coming up with any ideas himself or any of his own interpretation or any of his own context or any of those sorts of things. It literally is, God has given me these specific words to relay to okay. mankind. Okay. And I will relay these specific words. Okay. So which makes, you know, quite rightly, the, the Quran very sacred and, and, and the terms that we use in there to a degree can't be questioned because they, they are of a belief that it is of the word of God. Yeah, and I think what it is there is, is the reason I bring in the Quran is because a lot of people in popular culture think that the Bible and the Quran are essentially similar sort of things. Okay. So they think that the Bible is a book written by people who are listening to words from God and then writing them down like secretaries. Okay. And I think... That is an Islamic idea. That's not really not. a Christian idea. Christian idea, or even Jewish, I guess. Isn't but it's it? not even yeah, Jewish yeah, idea. No, 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 no it's, it, it's very, very different. So, so the reason I bring that in is is basically to, right at the beginning, to yeah. say this is definitely not what Christians believe the Bible to be. Okay, so right. let's say the Quran, like we said, is, is the belief and the word of God through Muhammad, and it is word for word for what has been delivered. Okay, so but we now know that the Bible is different to that. Yeah, and one of the central differences, really, and like a lot of other faiths as well, is that the Bible is not written by one person at okay. one time. Yep. The Bible is written by tens of people. Right. Way, way over forty people. Yep. Over, well, the Old Testament is written or compiled over 
the period of about a thousand years. Okay. From start to finish. Very historical. Yeah, in yeah. that sort of sense. Yeah. And it's actually, in a sense, people's stories which are God speaking to them through the medium of literature. So that can be lots of different types of literature in the Bible. Okay. But it's not God has said X, therefore I've written it down. Okay. It's a, it's a much more nuanced sort of uh, system of, of writing, really. Okay, so we, we've mentioned that there's, you know, there's, there's over 40 individuals that have contributed towards the many different sections within the Bible, but who were these people? Well, basically, in the, if we take the Old Testament, because in this episode we'll talk about the Old Testament, really, yeah. is there people who span right across Jewish history. Okay. So we have kings in there. We have uh, quite a lot of women. There's a lot of women who uh, contribute to uh, the Old Testament. Yep. We have uh, prophets who are people outside of the elite. Yep. We have people within the elite who are speaking as well. We have poetry. We have prose. We have laws. We have all sorts of different types of literature all yep. wrapped up into one library, really, yeah. of books. Because the Bible is not a book. It's actually... A library. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, the question is, I mean, the first thing as a, as a newbie, I guess, coming into this is, we've mentioned the term Jewish. Why, why are we using Jewish literature in a Christianity kind of format? I mean, this will be clearly a subject we can talk about in the future. But to quickly summarise, why are we, why have we got that in, in, in that context? Well, because Jesus comes is a, is a Jew yeah. and Christianity comes out of the, the womb, really, of yeah. Judaism. Yeah. So for a Christian perspective... Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. Okay. So if we think of the, what we call the Old Testament, so the Old Testament, if we think of it as a big sort of arrow yeah. pointing towards the person of Jesus. Yes. So it's saying the the Messiah is coming, the Messiah is coming, the Messiah yeah. is coming. Yeah. And from a Christian point of view, Jesus is the Messiah. Yeah, you know, he, he arrived and told us that he was and, and was going to fulfill a lot of the components that were... That feature in the Old Testament. Yeah, so it's a kind of uh, if you think of it in a Star Wars uh, element, really, it's a kind of prequel. Yeah, but better than the Star Wars prequels. You know, it's that sort of thing. And, and, so, and so the Old Testament was well established, and and so when Jesus arrived, the Old Testament, I guess, was the Jewish scripture that we would all follow and we all related to, and 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 you know we knew where we were going with that. But when Jesus arrived, it was then his job to then form the New Testament, which yeah. is something we will talk about, but. He clearly had a bit of a plan because obviously there was a lot of prophecy within the Old Testament that that Jesus had to fulfil to a yeah. degree to prove who he was, but to ultimately complete the Old Testament. Yeah. So if we think of it as a story, in a sense, is the uh, the Old Testament is the the beginnings of the story, and I, I think of it sometimes as a kind of turning the light up, in a sense, yeah. is it's a gradual, gradual revelation of different aspects of who God is. Yeah. And Jesus is the full embodiment of who God is. Okay. One of the oldest ways of reading the is to read it through the lens of the person of Jesus. So in other words, to read it showing as an allegory of Jesus. Yeah. As I'll give you an example, a very simple one in a sense, is the story of Abraham, where Abraham goes up the mountain with his son Isaac, yep. right? goes to kill Isaac as a sacrifice yep. and then God stops him, yes. right? Stops him killing his son as a sacrifice and God says to Abraham, I will provide the lamb, yep. 
right? Yes. Because what Abraham goes to do, God actually does okay. in the person of Jesus. Yeah. So okay. a lot of the stories in the Old Testament are kind of shadows of yeah. what Jesus actually acts out in his life. Okay. Right. So, so that's can, a bit of a preview. Right? Yeah, no, that yeah. is a bit of a preview. It's not the ending, but Jesus is, to a degree, the end part of the Old Testament. So let's go back in time, and 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 we relate we relate to the fact that the Bible is a library. Mm. It's a whole mixture of, of of perceptions. But but in the Old Testament, what, what books feature? Well, what? yeah, there's there's three main sections from a, a Jewish point of view, and, yeah. and Christians use the same one as well. And each of these types of literature speak to the kind of universal human needs mm. so it talks about things like justice death suffering power so the the wonderful thing about the old testament is yeah. that even though it's from a kind of galaxy far far away it actually does speak to our needs today for exactly the same things because we're the people in the old testament are just as human yeah uh, as we are today so there's three main bits. It's called Tanakh. I'd yeah. look that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, which is law, which yeah. is the first five books, which is Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, and that's four, isn't it? What's yeah. the other one? Numbers. Right, numbers. Okay. Well yeah. done, right, yeah. numbers. So they're the five books of the law. Okay. Right? And when it means law, it doesn't mean sort of legal stuff. It okay. actually means something a lot deeper than that, and we'll go into that uh, in a bit later on. Yeah. You have the prophets, which are the histories, so things about the kings, about Jewish history, and how God was uh, active in Jewish history. Yeah. And then we have the what we'd understand as the prophets now as well, who are the people who foretold Jesus, but also as well criticised the the rulers of Israel and told them off, okay. and they did that in a kind of poetic, most of that's poetry. Okay, and then we have the last bit, which is the writings, which is basically everything else. So that's the there's narrative in there. So there's some novels. There's a lot of poetry, a lot of songs like the Psalms. Yeah. There's all sorts of different stuff yeah. in there in the writings. Massively diverse. Yeah. No, it does sound it. It is every type <laughs> of literature that you can think of. And written over a period of of a thousand years, yeah, and and also as well, it's written from uh, in a specific culture, so it's written in Jewish culture. Yeah. So we asked you before, as an English person, to yeah. write down three dates that three historical dates that you first three historical dates that you could think of. So okay. what ones did you come up with? Uh, so I, I guess I went back back as far as 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 topical stuff. I guess it. The World War Two, the start of that, so 1945, that was the first thing that I thought about. Um, of course, within my work within the NHS, it's been quite poignant that we've been celebrating our 70th anniversary. Uh, so I thought, well, 1948, that's the right year to think about the NHS formation. And again, to bring it even more topical, I've, I've gone to that historic... Um, oh, no, don't, don't, on, don't on, say on, it. On, don't. That, on that B word. 
back in 2016 where we decided that we should all leave the European Union after the Brexit vote. So Whoa, those, okay. So those are the votes that are, those are the uh, the dates that I have initially thought about. I mean, I guess I can go back away, but those were the things that were more current than I thought about now. Yeah, and if we talk to any British person, they would probably say something a date around the Second World War, yeah. so 1945. They might say 1066. Yeah, yeah. Or they might say something along to do with their work, like with uh, the NHS. Yeah. If you talk to a Welsh person, they might talk about uh, 1285. Okay. Which is when we got conquered. Who uh, by? Uh, your lot, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> your lot, I think. So, it, but if you went to France... Yeah. And you said to a French person, what's the first date you thought of? Yeah. They would say something like 1789. Okay. Which is the storm in the Bastille, isn't okay. it? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes, that makes sense. So... We all have our dates in mind, don't we, that that is personal to us and, of course, to a degree, generic as a nation. That's right. So each nation has its own cultural history. Yeah. And what the... And history tells that story of who we think we are as a a nation, right? Yes. So 1285 for the Welsh is important because part of Welsh identity is not getting on with the English uh, (laughs) and remembering all the great sins of the English. What we're trying to think about, as far as the Old Testament goes, is that it is Jewish. Part of those historical events that happened in the Old Testament formed how the Jews thought of themselves and how they thought of God as well. Okay. So history uh, of the Jewish people and God's message is all wrapped up in that. And the interesting thing with history is it's kind of universal because it always involves human beings yeah so we can see god as as a an actor really within jewish history okay so the next question to think about is if you went to uh, a native american reservation okay right, or an aboriginal paintings or abu yeah in australia do you think you should you would be instantly able to understand those writings or those pictures without reference to Native American culture? I think the answer to that would be would be would be no, because I, I guess I'd recognise them and I'd be able to perceive them on my own eyes, but maybe it wouldn't be the same as what the artist was trying to portray. That's right, yeah. So in a sense, even though the Bible is translated into in, into the English language. Yes. What we have to do is translate that Jewish culture yeah. into our own culture. Okay. So if you went to, um, say, a Native American reservation and they had pictures on the wall about some of their, their stories about, say, faith around uh, ancestor worship or something yeah. like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. right? You went and, and you didn't actually spend some time thinking about their culture beforehand and learning a bit about it, yeah. then you wouldn't be able to understand it the temptation for us as human beings when we don't understand something is to dismiss it. Okay. Because yes. it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's, yeah. you know, uh, and there's there's historical reference to that and to a degree in current times, that's very poignant. Yeah, it's just like a form of, well, colonialism in yeah. a sense, isn't it? So when we're looking into uh, the Old Testament, we've always got to remember that we need to understand something of that culture okay in order to kind of get into it and i guess in modern times there are i mean there are many different subversions but there you know <laughs> there are many versions of of the bible that allows you to 
as a reader, read the passage, but then also have another section within the Bible that's very close to that passage to, to give you context. Exactly. So if you, if you buy a study Bible, for example, you could read a passage and underneath there will be a little bit of yeah. help just to understand what's going on in, yeah. that, in that time. And most Bibles now, decent Bibles, have an introduction to the book that will give you a little bit of background yeah. as far as you know who wrote it, yeah. what's going on here, um, why they wrote it, and what was happening in the culture. Yeah. And without those sort of reference points, yeah. you, you're lost. Yeah, and, and you know there are countless examples, aren't there, with people who would use the Bible against the context. So there'll be little passages taken from the Bible and used incorrectly um, yeah. because again they feel that it's a, a word or an act of God within the Bible and so they've taken that word and put it into an irrelevant context and it has worked against other people and you know we can go back to the episode when we we're doing our pilot episode about when when I was trying to toy with the idea that should I get a tattoo or not and of course my tattoo artist was referencing components within the Bible that actually was put in the wrong context. And I exactly, guess there are countless yeah. examples of that. So that's the danger <clears throat> if you don't really understand the context and the, the the environment that the passage is from, it can be... Well, it's just pointless, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's in a funny way, you're ending up being a sort of fundamentalist. Yeah. Uh, but use, I, I call it reading the Bible via Google. Okay. Because really, we didn't actually have the technology until fairly recently to easily do that. Because yeah. it's such a big book. Yeah. You'd have to know it extremely well. Yes. Well, if you have a kind of search thing and you put tattoo in, yeah. the computer will find every reference to tattoo for yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. And then you, definitely. So you, you can yeah. do that now. Yeah. Really, what we have to understand with the Old Testament is some basics about the outline of Jewish history and how it came to be. Okay, so the formation of the law, prophets and writing, how they kind of came together. Basically, the story starts in Egypt, as far as Israel's culture is concerned. Yeah. So before that, we have the Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the, the land of Palestine, and then yeah. they go down into Egypt. And then the first big event, really, in Jewish history is the Exodus. So they're freed as slaves and they, they escape from Egypt across the sea into the promised land. Okay. And they have that first promise, which is the testament, the first covenant. Yep. That's what testament means, yep. covenant, saying that God will give you this land if you behave yourselves and you keep the law. Okay. Which is the, the Ten Commandments and yeah. stuff. So, again, that references beautifully back to, to Genesis, isn't it? Where, you know, there is the, the story of Adam and Eve and they had to keep to the law and they would then have the promised garden, you know, and they could keep there. And, and but, but, of course, they broke the law and, it, and, and clearly was expelled. And, of course, we now kind of pick it up quite a few years later uh, where there is, again, another test. Yeah, it... Almost like God the Father is a bit like us as dads, where we would say, how many times have I told you yeah. <laughs> not to do these things? And, yeah. and, and that really is one of the essences of, of the Old Testament. Yeah. It is these same themes that are yeah. carried all the way through, and you pick one up very yeah. well there. Uh, so they get to the kingdom of Israel, they yeah. get to the place of Israel, and they establish a kingdom with King Saul and King David and lots of other kings. And what happens then is that... They never keep the law. 
Okay. They, they just don't. Some of them are a bit better than others, yep. but they're pretty rubbish okay. in general. Okay. And God keeps on saying to them through the prophets, right? Because we're in the prophets part now. Yeah. God keeps on saying to them through the prophets, behave yourselves, keep the law, or else a disaster will come. Okay. Right? Okay. I was going to use a B-word analogy yeah. then, but I'm not, I'm not going to go into that. Right? So they keep on saying, behave yourselves or else. Yeah. Then finally, what happens then is, uh, eventually in the five-something BC, I can't remember exactly, um, the king of Babylon, who is the uh, Nebuchadnezzar, who yep. is the superpower of the time, yeah. destroys the kingdom of Israel. Okay. And he destroys the temple, okay. which is the centre of their worship. Uh, right. Okay and takes the remnant of Israel into, which is kind of all the well-educated people, into Babylon as slaves. So the okay. whole of their culture yeah. is essentially going to be wiped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the temple is demolished. Yeah. Uh, and the academics, the people that were most influential, uh, were then enslaved. Yeah, and it's, it's, it is from that Boney M song, which is also a psalm, yeah. by the rivers of Babylon where we sat down. So that's what that whole thing's about, yeah. is what they call the exile. And this is a key moment because the reason that we have the Old Testament yeah. is because before that time, most of the Old Testament was kept in some written form or other, but mostly survived as cultural stories, Okay, as it did all over the world, yeah. right? And because they were under pressure because they thought they had to preserve their culture because they had been dis almost destroyed, yeah. they busily wrote down okay. as much as they could and got hold of all the different uh, passages from the Bible, yeah. all the different stories, and put them together yeah. in what we have now as the, Old Testament. as the Old Testament. So when they eventually, after a few decades, quite a few decades, um, the Israelites came back from Babylon mm. into Israel... And then the first thing they did was write down the Old Testament, get it all sorted, yep. get it all ready, rebuilt the temple, yeah. because they were terrified mm. that at any moment the temple would be destroyed again, yeah. they would lose everything, yes. and they wanted to hold on to their culture and, and, and their faith, really. Yeah, well, that, makes, that does make sense. And I guess even in modern time, uh, there is evidence where we discover lost scrolls, don't we? That that are, that, that pop up. Oh yeah, the, the lost, the, 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 the what was it? The uh, Dead Sea Scrolls. Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, there, it's a great example, isn't it? That that. Oh yeah. That that that, that kind of pres preservation of scripture uh, is still being found today. Well, yeah, because basically, the the that's why the copying of scripture is so accurate. Yeah. Is because the the. Um, these Old Testament uh, writers yeah. and compilers yeah. were desperate to make sure that what they actually preserved yeah. was true Jewish culture, yeah. true Jewish stories. And also as well, if we think about it now, um, when we transmit stories to our kids from English culture, yeah. right? Yeah, they're owned by the community. So if you tell a story which isn't the right story, people respond you know, quite aggressively against it. So if we think about um, the Jack and the Beanstalk, yep. right? Now, there was an attempt when my son was a 
little lad mm. to change it so that you wouldn't say fee fi fo fum I smell the blood of an Englishman. They okay. changed it to something else. Oh, okay. And everyone got really cross because yeah, it's yeah. not the right story. No, that's right. And the, the danger is if, if you dilute those things, look, it, it loses its essence. And you lose your identity. Mm. So at the end of it all, the end of the Old Testament, after they've returned to uh, Israel, yeah. uh, and they have this process of, of writing down the Psalms, getting all the different scrolls together, getting it all sorted, yeah. is they then add this idea of promise, which is central to it, saying that God has promised that he will be our God and we will live in the promised land and he will set us free from all these different forces which are against us yeah. through bringing about a Messiah. Okay. so That's, okay. The, that's the end of it. Really. <clears throat> okay. And then picking it up in the New Testament is where that Messiah is revealed as... As, as Jesus. As Jesus, yeah. Yeah. It was, I guess it was no shock to people because, you know, there were, even just looking at the Christmas story, it was made aware that it was the Son of God. And, you know, so people had a very strong inkling in their little little circles that this was the person. But it only became very evident as he, as Jesus, grew up. Yeah, and I think as well is that what, what, what always amazes me is <clears throat> the, the Messiah they got, or we got, uh, isn't the one that they wanted. Okay. Which is why he got crucified, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So he fulfilled the prophecies of who the Messiah would be. Yeah. But the Messiah was not the person who was going to bring uh, an earthly kingdom, but bring a, a heavenly kingdom instead. Okay. But where that comes from, that idea of needing to have this Messiah to be a military leader, to stand up to all the people who've beaten up Israel over those centuries. Yeah. If you understand the story of the Old Testament, that makes sense that they yearn for someone to stop people beating up the Israelites. Okay. Because the, the, the main theme in the Old Testament is that God's people get whacked. Mm. Nobody likes that. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And, and you can see, you, you know, the, the, the Son of God, the Messiah, is going to come along like a superhero and, and change the world. But that wasn't what Jesus did, but he did more than that. Um, and I guess the question you have to ask yourself is how relevant is the Old Testament in modern day context? But here we are now, still in 2019 now, and, and we can actually relate to a lot of those stories that still occur now. Yeah, and, and the the stories essentially in the Old Testament are all about universal things like powerful people wanting power, yeah, weak people wanting to be more powerful, yeah, um, the stories in Amos about where he rails against the elite for cheating merchants mm. because they use scales which aren't accurate. Mm. They don't do that now with scales, maybe, no. but they use um, uh, was it credit? Um, the the credit you know credit yeah. ratings agencies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely, so, yeah. And, and I think that the the wonderful thing with the Old Testament is that at the end of the day because it uses these universal human things, yeah. human concerns, that it always will be relevant mm. because the technology changes, uh, how we speak changes, yeah. the culture changes. Of course. But deep down, we have, all of us have the same human needs. Yeah. And the story of the Old Testament is how God brings order to the chaos of our world yeah. and, it, and is with us throughout really it's a remarkable section of the bible isn't it and there's a still 
so much to be learnt from it, even today. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And don't forget, you can get in contact with us on Facebook and on Twitter. And we'll also find us on Instagram. Oh, yes, Instagram, yes. And on our website, which is yateparish.org. Don't forget, this is an interactive show, so we really value your comments. So put your comments on SoundCloud or any other platform that you're listening to, and we'll get back to you. And we look forward to joining you next time. Thank you.